Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Joel Carson. He's a TEDx speaker for Let's End World Hunger with the Straw Bale Gardens Method. Joel, welcome to our show. Thank you, Christopher. It's a pleasure to be with you. So let's jump right in. You have given a speech about ending world hunger, which is a very bold and ambitious statement to make. Tell us, tell us about this straw bale gardens. Yeah, that's for sure, Christopher. I'll tell you, you want someone to roll their eyes at you, just tell them you have a plan to help end world hunger and see what <laughs> happens. <laughs> um, this, this whole thing started many years ago. Um, I I'm pioneered, invented a new method of growing vegetables in decomposing bales of straw. So I've been doing this for a long time, almost 30 years. And I originally started doing it really out of necessity. I had purchased a house, I have a degree in horticulture, and I purchased a home that didn't have very good topsoil. And at the time, I just bought a home, I was just out of college. So I didn't have money to build raised beds like normal gardeners would do. So instead, I grew up on a farm and I know a little bit about straw bales and hay bales. And when they begin to decompose, we would always get weeds that would sprout out of those bales. So I decided to try that in an urban environment where I would just put up bales of straw and then prep them for a short time and then plant vegetables directly in them. Um, lo and behold, here we are now 30 years later and it's become a worldwide phenomenon. Now I have followers, I've written five books on this subject and I have followers in 60 countries and my books are in 30 languages. And this has become this amazing revolutionary way to grow vegetables, sort of like the the best hack method you can find, shortcut method, where you don't have to do all the soil preparation and all the physical work to grow a garden. You just simply get a bale of straw or a bale of hay. You spend two weeks prepping it. You plant right in it. There's never any weeds. It's raised up off the ground. So it's great for seniors and people that, that don't have the physical ability to bend over as far. And so now we've saturated all these backyards around, basically around the Western world where we've sold lots of books. But now we've started to find entry in places where gardening is not a hobby. Places where gardening is very important to feed your family. Um, places, we've got great penetration in Cambodia and the Philippines. Lots of places around Asia and South America and Africa as well, where there's a lot of food insecurity issues amongst the population. It's fascinating. So let's just, in case our listeners don't know, so a bale of straw, I mean, is that just a pile of straw? What does that mean, bale? Like, like, yeah, you know, you've seen them on uh, movies and stuff, people sitting on a bale of straw. Yeah, it's really yeah, just, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. just a small square bale. They're about three feet long, foot and a half wide and a foot and a half tall or so. And so how do things grow there if there's no water at all? <laughs> it's, it's interesting how it happens. It's a lot of biology, which we won't have time to go into on the podcast today, but essentially there's things you can't see inside that straw bale. And basically it's bacteria, it's microbes. You need a microscope if you wanna see them. What we do is we feed those microbes a little water and a little bit of nitrogen, which is what they like to eat. And very quickly they will colonize the inside of the bale. And then they begin decomposing the straw, metabolizing the straw. So they break it down. The inside of the bale really becomes soil. Biologically it becomes soil. And when you put a plant in that bale, it absorbs nutrients just like it would out of the traditional soil in your backyard. It does the same exact thing out of that bale, which has become soil inside. It won't look like it, but it will have biologically 
taken on the characteristics of a really good quality soil. Wow. Now, define really good quality. What does that mean? Well, lots of presence of micronutrients and macronutrients, things that gardeners would be familiar with, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, then micronutrients like molybdenum, zinc, calcium, iron, manganese, all of the building blocks that a root needs to absorb in order to build compounds, which form cells, which then form the stem and the leaves and the seeds and the flowers of a plant. Um, so it's really mother nature at work inside of these bales and uh, it'll grow tomatoes and peppers and cucumbers and squash and you name it, any kind of vegetable that you're familiar with uh, could grow right out of that bale of straw. It's pretty amazing. People are, are quite taken aback when they see how successful it is. Now that's so fascinating. I mean, now it starts making sense why you can change and, and end world hunger. <laughs> so where did you again understand this 25 plus years ago? Yeah, 20, 29 years ago was the first time I ever tried it. And then originally, you know, it just started as a, a necessities of mother of invention kind of thing. And I did it in my backyard. And then I wrote a little pamphlet for some people who were interested about it. And then for about the first 14 years, that's about as far as it went, was me giving out these little pamphlets about how to do this method. And then 15 years ago, I got on TV. And then that led to, of course, social media. And our presence on Facebook is in Twitter and Instagram, et cetera, has grown over the years. And the thing about gardening is when you see a picture of an amazing vegetable garden growing out of bales, there's no question whether or not it works. And it's people like to share their gardening success. So it's really spread far and wide because of this sort of uh, ground fire of success that people have had. And it spread, grassroots spread around the world because of that, because mainly because of social media. So I would say that this is the one method of gardening that, uh, of growing food that has spread around the world because of social media. And that's phenomenal. I mean, hearing stories like yours is, is really so inspirational, Joe, because again, so many people aren't sure if they can make a difference. And in your case, from one concept that you've carried along so many years, you've really proven that you can make a difference. So I'm super fascinated about gardening because it's, I remember watching this movie one time and literally, I think it might've been called Dirt, but it's like that one little top, I don't know if it's one inch or two inches of soil, allows us as a species to create so much of the food we eat. So I'm curious, what do you feel as a gardener you can teach about living a better life? Like an analogy, you know, like what do you think as a gardener you can really teach us as entrepreneurs that, that you might find fascinating about what you've learned? Well, interestingly enough, I think there's a lot of misconceptions from the population in general about gardening and about, hung and about food supply and world hunger. One of the things I had no idea of until I got really involved in the world hunger movement and helping to, to try to solve some of those issues is how screwed up it is. You know, we think we're going to solve the problem of world hunger by continually supplying food. And that, in many cases, actually exacerbates the problem, makes it worse. What we need to do is teach people how to use the resources that are available, however limited those are, and be able to grow their own food because unless they can grow their own food, they're never ultimately gonna ever solve this problem. Um, so that's one of the interesting things that I learned and I think other people are very fascinated to learn. I mean, we go in, I go in my seminars into a lot of depth about that problem and how it exists and why it exists and how I think we can solve that problem. And I think everybody's interested, you know, there's 850 million people that wake up every morning not knowing where they're gonna get their food for that day. 
It's not so bad if you go hungry, but it's really hard if you have a child who's going hungry. Um, And it makes people desperate. So imagine 850 million people whose entire focus of their life is on where their next meal is going to come from. They're not focused on inventing new things and learning and educating themselves and having a successful life and contributing to society. They're only concerned about where their next meal is going to come from. So that's a lot of lost resources that this world has because we haven't solved this problem. Yeah. Are there places you've traveled around the world that you can share with us a story that there was just, obviously what you're doing is fascinating, but I'm always inspired by the stories you hear about the people you have impacted. So any specific stories of a country or a place or a person? Well, I spent a lot of time in Cambodia, the country of Cambodia and the rural parts of Cambodia, some of the poorest places on earth. Some of the most malnourished people on earth are the children of farmers in rural Cambodia, mainly because they have a flood season for about three months a year. Then they have a drought season that follows the flood season. So there's about a five month period where they can't grow any crops. So they rely entirely on their stores of rice that they grow during the other seven months. Well, if you only eat rice, you're, not gonna, you're gonna be very malnourished, especially children, because you don't get the right mix of vegetables and things. So we solved their problem, believe it or not, Christopher, by introducing them to straw bale gardening, where they use the rice straw from their rice fields, and they make bales from that straw, they make them by hand. And then we dug a big hole, a pit in their farm, and we pile up the soil from the pit. We put the bales on top of the pit, so it's above the flood level. So now they grow vegetables, even during the flood season, on this mound in these straw bales. When the dry season comes, they've got this big pit in the ground where they can get water out of to keep watering the garden. So that five-month gap that for centuries, they've never been able to produce food during that five-month period, now they're able to actually grow food. So we went from zero farmers to over 7,000 farmers in just under three years in Cambodia um, that are accessing and utilizing this this technology, which is really just a hole in the ground, and then teaching them this straw bale gardening method. No, that is so inspiring, Joel. How can our guests learn more about you and stay in touch with you and definitely watch your TEDx talk? Uh, really easy to find information about me. Uh, strawbellgardenclub.com or strawbellgardens.com or just Google my name, Joel Karsten. You can't miss it. Um, or Google straw bale gardening and you'll find me. I'm, I'm out there. I'm everywhere online. So Awesome. Joel, thanks so much for inspiring me in the world. I really appreciate you. Have a great day. Thanks for having me on, Christopher. I appreciate it so much.